This is a Life School Podcast, episode number 122. And today, we're going to talk about how to create a lifestyle of discipleship and mission. No, I'm not a writer. Okay. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and have an integrated faith in every area of life. This is the stuff your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you about. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host, Cesar Kalinowski. Hey, Heath. How's it going today, my friend? Good. You know, what's funny is uh, I just got off the phone with my mom. Yeah, I heard you talking to her. Yeah, and she said, I'm digging your podcast, and it's so helpful, but... I really hate that you say every week that this is the stuff your parents didn't teach you about. <laughs> sorry, Ma. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Kind of so, true, though, you know? Yeah, she <laughs> but didn't that's, know. But, you know, there's grace for that, and it's really common. Like, yeah. most of the stuff we talk about weren't really taught by our parents. <laughs> yeah. Unless you have did. killer parents. I hope you do. So. Yeah, I have killer parents. We just didn't get into that. But <laughs> yeah. today we're going to get into discipleship pretty heavy. It's kind of the crux of what we talk about here on the Life Yeah, Podcast. all of life really is discipleship and the way I see it, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's not necessarily a series of classes inside the church building before the service starts that <laughs> has like a list of topics that need Sunday to be school. covered. Yeah, yeah, it's not Sunday school. Uh, but I think what we're going to head towards is you unpacking what it looks like to actually have a lifestyle where discipleship is woven and, and fixed into the normal rhythms of our life and in yep. the normal rhythms of yeah. our community, right? That's what I want to talk about. Because it, it feels like, you know, discipleship, like you said, it's not a series of classes. It's mm-hmm. not. I mean, I guess it could be reduced to that, but that doesn't really get the job done. Um, but um, the reality is, is when it truly is woven into the normal rhythms of life, becomes yeah. the lifestyle, that's what we're looking for. Sure. Then it's not like something to be added on. It's not additional. You just, you live it, right? Yep. And that's, I think that's what we're all looking for. Absolutely. <laughs> so hopefully today will be a uh, help with that for a lot of people. Yeah, so okay, when we start right here at the very beginning, let's start by defining discipleship. I know that you've uh, given us a cool, concise definition of this before in other episodes, but for those who are just tuning in first time, discipleship. Yeah. Okay, so here's here's how I define discipleship, boom, short. Um, discipleship is the process of moving from unbelief to belief in absolutely every area of life. So I'll put a little more meat on that. Sure. It's the process. Discipleship is the process of moving from unbelief about what's true about God and what he's done and what's now true of us, so how we get to live, right? But in every area of life, we're moving mm. from unbelief to belief. Some people call that sanctification. I think those are kind of interchangeable words in that sense. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's and that's it. See, discipleship isn't head knowledge. It's not acquisition of like a ton of Bible verses yeah. or like if you read through the whole Bible like three times and you, you know, you do a study in Romans at a men's group, I guess I'm discipled. I don't, you know, sure. discipleship is the process of moving from unbelief to belief in absolutely every area of life. Hmm. And I think that's a lifelong journey because, um, you know, you hang out with me enough to know I'm not exactly like Jesus in every area of my life, yeah. you know, and my thought and, you know, deed and language and all, right. It's like, sure. like we're all up in process, but we're in the process of moving from unbelief to belief. And the reason I say that is because the Bible teaches really clearly that all sin, yeah. there's things that aren't like God, don't please him, right? Separate us from God, are all connected to our unbelief about what's true of him hmm. and or our, our restored identity. So discipleship then, again, is the process of moving from unbelief to belief in every area of life, not just in the belief about our atonement, you know, and someday we'll you know, sure. be with Christ forever in heaven. But but in, like, what about our parenting? What about 
uh, our marriage? What about our budget? What about how we spend our time and our vacation, our generosity? What about our attitude? What about literally how we tip? Literally every area. Yeah, 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 exactly right. So that's that's what I'm talking about. A lifestyle now of discipleship would be a lifestyle where we, and I'm going to make the case for why it has to be with others. Sure. Um, where we are in the process of ourselves and helping others move from unbelief to belief in every area of God. Yeah, so the distinction is, uh, when I was a kid, raised in a little Wesleyan church in Southern California... Um, Way to go. Yeah, they did, they tried. But one of the things that you just said that was super helpful is my discipleship, uh, unspokenly, was the information... It was a transformation of knowledge. It was Bible study, it was Wednesday night uh, Awanas, or, or whatever it was that they tried to get us to, but there was did no intention... Did you crush the Awanas stuff? Yeah, the uh, sword drills? You yeah. Oh, yeah, I did that. I was yeah. king. Yeah. Eighth grade winner in my school. Sword drill. Yeah, I was fast. I'm they, gonna think of some good questions maybe for another episode. Yeah, they do some feared sword me. <laughs> drilling for you. Go but ahead. um, so discipleship. What we're saying is, it's not that that acquisition of information that is downloaded by us studying harder or longer on a specific. And then go topic. try harder to change your behavior. Yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah, hoping it just naturally will catch up to you. So if it's not this series of classes or ten topics to be covered, because I didn't even get that growing up. If people are not getting that, then what is uh, Sunday morning's purpose? Is it ever going to get the job done? Well, I don't, I mean, I'm all about getting together on Sunday, and I love preaching. I'm a preacher, right? I love it. Yeah. But no, I, it will not get it done alone. It, it can be a part of it because, you know, the renewing of our minds, right? Learning things is part of that. But it will never get to the point of making mature disciples in every area of life because yeah. sitting there in silence you don't get to address every area of life and then someone gets to walk and watch and yeah. speak into it right and you know what i have found from speaking and training all over the world and getting a zillion emails is that the average christian is looking to move their faith from just a weekly sunday event yep. they're not trying to chuck that but they're you know hear the whole thing here don't tune out yeah <laughs> they're, they're they're looking to move their faith from just having a weekly sunday event to a daily vibrant experience in the normal rhythms of everyday life. Sure. They're searching for a more authentic, maybe even supernatural lifestyle with their faith lived out with family and close friends. And that's a good thing that, that people are starting to desire that. That's not, an, that's not a bang on the church or sure. like, oh man, church services suck or whatever. It's like, no, it's not that at all. What they're desiring, God actually created him for that. And it's good because that's how discipleship, true biblical discipleship actually happens as a lifestyle in the normal rhythms of life with others. Hmm. And let, let me just say why it has to be that way. Like you'll never, you'll never get to full, I don't believe you'll get to full maturity with just learning stuff okay. and self-study or even on a one-to-one because no one's Jesus alone. Sure. Okay. So for one, they'll just say that you, you can't one-to-one disciple somebody to maturity because you're not Jesus. You have unbelief in your life. You've got areas and you might be able to help me with certain things. And that might be an aspect of it, but I think it, takes these three things. It takes the gospel in community, lived together on mission to make a mature disciple. Here's why. Hmm. The gospel is what sets us free. It's what transforms us. It's what we're moving from unbelief in the gospel to belief in the gospel in every area of life. So it's got to be gospel-centered, yep. not knowledge-centered. Bible literacy isn't Bible fluency, right? We've sure. talked about that. It has to be done in community because that's when we get rubbed on. That's when my preferences and my likes and dislikes and sin comes out and, yeah. and you know, sitting on the couch watching TV, no one gets to see me sin yeah. or th- what my thought life is or whatever. Right. But in community, 
that's when it comes out. And I need someone to speak the truth back to me, remind me of my own belief or show me my own belief and help me move to belief. And then on mission, because it's, it's that outward expression, it's that moving out mission, by the way, is discipleship, but it's the outward movement towards those who are not yet in the family. You know, yeah. they're not yet living with dad and, and his kids. And it's when we start to sort of serve the least of these and give our life and our preferences and reorient our life around their life and needs that there again, a lot of our unbelief surfaces. Sure. You know, my unbelief doesn't surface, you know, with a bowl of popcorn sitting on my lap and a cold beverage and the remote in my hand. Yeah. Right? It's when I'm out, like, with people who don't necessarily agree with me or see the world the way I do. Sure. Or when I'm serving them and they're not that thankful or they're smelly or dirty or weird or have a different worldview or they hate my worldview. That's when my own unbelief and sanctification needs to sort of show up. So it takes yeah. the gospel in community, on mission, to actually, I think, make a mature disciple. Which sounds opposite, almost almost exactly opposite, of everything that we're currently used to. So you got the gospel, not necessarily a big community, typically even the phrase, like, in a small group, closed-off group of the same people that kind of meet all the time, where we get together and study the Bible, but we don't really know how to apply it to each other's life. And so, like we've talked before, I can show up on Sundays and even Wednesday night, and I can fool people for a really long time. And oh, for yeah. years I have. Oh, yeah. But it's when we're actually in community and people are in my house going, dude, I'm noticing a pattern of the way you're so short with your wife. Or exactly. Your kids are coming up to you, and it takes them like, you know, you're, you're, you're harsh with them. What's going on there? And that's when, yeah. that's when right? you're able to gospel some unbelief. Exactly. Yeah. Now, some, of, some folks are listening right now going like, exactly why I don't do community. That's true. <laughs> so, you know, preface, Sanctification preface here, this is God's desire and design for us, but it might not be ours all the time, you yeah. know, just being honest, right? Yeah. Um, and know. that was the biggest leap for me is that hurdle of initially diving into it. But it, it really has to happen in a gospel-centered community living together on mission. That's, yeah. that's, that's sort of the primary organizing structure. That's the bed that discipleship happens in. It's not going to happen in a classroom alone or listening to sermons alone. It's just, it, mm-hmm. won't. it, it won't. And if, if it could have, Jesus would have done it that differently. Yeah. But he did it that way. Yeah. <laughs> so. so this sounds probably new to people. It sounds super exciting and elusive, but it also sounds super rare. Because there's not too many people that I know that have really even ever experienced discipleship. I know I'm one of those, even in their Christian faith, in this sort of manner or this depth. And so most Christians that I know are typically stuck in this loop of Sunday, Sunday, Sunday to Sunday, uh, we'll see you next week. And that's all the ask we have of people, right? And I don't, I don't even think most Christians go to church services no, even do. every week anymore, right? Yeah, no, I think one point seven times a month, uh, or two point three times, like it's, it's like the it's national two average. weeks a month, yeah, yeah for the committed the, Christians, <laughs> yeah, for members, yeah. yeah. So, um, what are your thoughts on this? Is that, that on that loop of Sunday to Sunday? And well, I think you're right. I think I think that's what we're taught, and I think that's kind of what we get stuck in that. And um, I want to tell you a little bit of my own story coming up here in a minute. But, you know, the only people I've seen consistently end this cycle and break through to live one, like, integrated life versus living, like, my real life over here and then fitting their Christian life sure. and service and all that stuff uh, in over here are those that have experienced a pretty rare but very real lifestyle apprenticeship. That's what I want to call it. Like, you can't study your way in books to this. You can't sit in enough sermons or conferences or seminars to get this. The people I know that have broken that cycle, hmm. I'm not saying they don't go to church. I'm saying, but they've broken it. That's it. That's their kind of level of spirituality and experience of it. But for themselves and their family, the ones I know that have actually done this or they have an integrated life have experienced literally a lifestyle apprenticeship form 
of discipleship. It was sure. it was about all of life, yeah. and it was like I said already. It has to be lived with others in community that see all of life, and they see all of your life in turn. Yep. So you had just mentioned a moment ago getting into some of your story, and <laughs> one of the things I appreciate oh, is boy. that you're down. You're, yeah, you're down the trail a little bit. You've you've been in this lifestyle for quite a while. How did this start out for you and Tina? Uh, were you guys discipled in this way, like a lifestyle of dis- of apprenticeship, or is it? Something you just discovered? Well, eventually. <laughs> but, okay. well, long before I sold a ton of books on this topic or helped plant churches and apprentice thousands of people into this lifestyle of mission and discipleship in like a dozen countries, um, my family and friends, we were all trying to figure this out too, just hmm. like everybody. And I started hearing this term that described the life of Jesus and his disciples, you know, those first ones, and those who live like missionaries today. And there's this term was missional. Right. Yeah. Now we've probably all heard that. Everybody listens probably heard missional. Okay. Yeah. But that I remember back when I was hearing this, I was like, oh my gosh, like people live like missionaries, you know? Yeah. That's how Jesus lived. And it carried with it this idea that our lives should be radically oriented around the same mission that Jesus was on. And in turn sent his disciples to replicate, you know, making disciples who make disciples yep. as a family of missionaries together. So my wife and I uh, Tina and I, we decided that we were going to begin to gather up some of our closest Christian friends to eat meals and discuss what it would look like for us to start living like as a missional community. We heard that term. We're going to do this, right? Yeah. You know, start to try to treat each other like family, like really inviting those that God would hopefully call us to disciple to also hang out with us and walk more closely with Jesus. Sounds good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Our, our friends thought so too. <laughs> Until, okay, yep. until things progressed to where we were going to actually move beyond a weekly meal and just talking about it, you yeah. know, talking about being missional, to actually going out and building new relationships, and that takes time, yep. and serving those in need in our city, and actually going to make the disciples. Right. And that's when everybody recoiled a bit. And I started hearing like, oh man, that's, that all sounds good, see, but that means my schedule's going to like really have to, to flex change, for that yeah. yeah you know and i'm too busy you know or like maybe in the winter after all this you know soccer and school programming and stuff maybe we'll see then you know or whatever hmm. and that's kind of when it all fell apart and we pretty quickly unfortunately we pretty quickly end up disbanding our little you know band of brothers and sisters so to speak oh, man. and kind of discouraged we decided i guess this missional thing just doesn't work here in the suburbs you know we lived in the suburbs of chicago but sure. you know it just doesn't work where we live now, there's good news, though, okay? The story didn't end there. Okay. <laughs> it did for a moment. You know, it did for a season. Right. But I've learned a lot since then, and that's probably why we're talking about this today. And we've now, by God's grace, man, like lived a really rich experience of our faith in community with friends and neighbors for years. Hmm. And and guess what? So do our now grown kids. They, they love God, and they love people really well, and like yeah. have an open table, and, it's, and they do this, right? And it turns out that trying to jam a bunch of, you know, quote, missional stuff into our schedules wasn't really the answer. Mm. And, and what we discovered was that, like, we, we kind of landed on this unique combination of, like, kind of innovative teachings that kind of tweaked a bunch of ideas, like I said, kind of unlearn, learn some stuff, you sure. know, um, some heart transformation that had to take place, and then, like, immersive training experiences where people, like, kind of do life together yep. um, in real time, and, and that creates what I, you know, referred to earlier as like an integrated lifestyle apprenticeship. Wow. And you know what, by the way, that's pretty much what Jesus did with his folks. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, and let me just say this right now, you, you're not going to want to miss our next episode, number 123, because I'm going to tell you the kind of the rest of that story and what we learned and how we started to change everything, starting with ourselves. But everybody just keep listening here today. I'm not <laughs> done. I'm going to tell you, you know, more about how this type of apprenticeship 
works and how you can maybe even get engaged in something like that with me real soon. So anyway. Yeah. So I can actually speak into that from a real life experience. So the way that I fell in love with this concept, like when you said you heard the term missional and you were going to put your band of brothers together, it happened for me after hearing, uh, it was you speaking at a conference and, uh, oh, man. You, you spoke with actually, you spoke with Hugh Halter, uh, Jeff Vanderstelt was there and it was uh, a bunch of different churches coming together, trying to figure out what this gospel and community and mission looked like. And the the biggest question was that we were all so excited because it, it's such an, a, a normal way of living. We got back and we're like, okay, where do we start? And we all had different viewpoints on where to start and we couldn't figure out a happy like foundation to start living this way out together. Yeah. So, And I, uh, I get that email or question every day. Yeah, it's like, much, hey, yeah. this sounds great, but where? Yeah. And especially if you're trying to work it out with people who do have schedules that are busy. But we promised at the beginning to tell people how they could get started living uh, this lifestyle of discipleship um, themselves. And so my question is, what would be your answer to those <laughs> who want a square one first thing to do to get this sort of thing going? Hmm. Well, Heath, like I said, you know, the average Christian is looking to move their faith from just a weekly event yep. to a more daily, vibrant experience of, you know, their faith in the rhythms of everyday life. And the first off, you have to want that. Hmm. But if you don't, you know, you probably should just turn the podcast off now, yeah. you know, because some people don't. People, Would you say people, also they need to be willing to sacrifice to get that, right? Because I know a lot of people that want that, but they yeah, just don't. Yeah, but I'll be honest with you, like like everything that's God's grace and it's beautiful, like you might think you're sacrificing until you actually do, and then God blesses the heck out of you, and you're like, that was no sacrifice. Sure. It's like you lose your life to gain it kind of thing, yeah. right? So... So like I said, most people already, I think, are looking for this. I don't know too many people when you talk about, would you like to have a, a vibrant faith that touches all of life, not just like when you're sitting in the pew and getting your mind blown by a killer sermon? Yeah. Like, nope, I'm just happy with that. There are those folks, though, and probably not even listening because they wouldn't have found us and stuck with us. <laughs> but what, what they haven't, though, found is a way to break out of that Christian cycle of like, you know, American life or wherever you're listening from. I know people listen all over the world, but like this Christian cycle of really busy, of, in, you know, in life and work, yep. you know, and kids and all. And then you just kind of a little bit of Sunday church or maybe a weekly small group jammed in when it fits. Right. And most people, though, they might want it. They don't, like you said, yeah. I don't know how to break the cycle though. Cause I still got home from that conference and I was busy as heck Yeah, and everybody had a different opinion, a little bit of the blind leading the blind. Right. Yep. And so what I find is they end up kind of doing the same things year after year, but hoping for a miracle. You know, hoping for something to magically change, but it doesn't. So, you know, you read another book on missional or you, you know, you hear sure. a podcast you know, or, yeah. or, you you know, something else and you just, but it, right. So yeah, that, yeah, I, I agree with what so you're saying. So let me give you, let me give you this week's big, big three as a way of giving everyone the takeaways, like okay. that starting point. Okay. Cool, so, yeah. so the big three is something that we do in each episode and it's three things you can do right this minute that you can take away from the conversation we've had so far. These are things that you, uh, you're you going to want to know and believe, things you can get started with right away in light of today's discussion. And you get this for free by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 122. Uh, again, that's 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 122. You can do that right now or when you're not driving or running on a treadmill. Caesar, big three for this week. Okay. And, and there again, this is th- this big three will serve as like, here's where I think it starts. Okay. And I'll, Great. We're, and by the way, um, the next two episodes, did we mention this? The next two episodes are kind of part two and three of this. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're not named that, you know what I mean? But, but like next week we're going to talk about how to jumpstart your missional community if it's like kind of sucking. Yeah. And the week after that, we're going to talk about, so what do you do with your kids in a missional community? Like if you're trying to live a lifestyle of this, you know, like what do we do? Yeah. Right. So anyway, so, um, big three, 
pet hard hands, right? So what do we need to believe? We've got to believe that, or uh, no, we know this. Discipleship is meant to be an all of life activity, a lifestyle. Yeah. I hope, you know, that we've said that enough today that people yeah. start to believe it's that. It's all in, yeah. It's all in. It's not a series of classes. It's not like I turn it on, I turn it off. Like I'm doing discipleship. It's a lifestyle. Um, and without intentional effort to both be discipled and to live with and then disciple others, there is no way to really make mature disciples that look more and more like Jesus. Remember, I told you GCNM, like gospel-centered, in community, and out on mission together. That's great. So I hope people will know that, okay? Now, second of the big three, believe that the discipleship model that Jesus practiced with his disciples is the same one he calls us to today. He didn't say, hey, I did it this way, and I taught them to do it this way, and I sent them out to do exactly what I told them to do and modeled, yeah. but you'll just make up something else, maybe sit in rows, take some notes. You know, it's like <laughs> he, he sent them out to do it life on life, life in community, and life on mission. Hmm. And, and remember this, Jesus was a carpenter, and he was far more likely to think of his disciples as apprentices, not as students. Yeah, like I'm going to get a bunch of knowledge in your heads, guys. No, they're apprentices. What's apprentice do? That's why I call it a lifestyle yeah. apprenticeship. They learn the skill from there. The, the one who they knows watch, better. they try, yeah. they suck, they learn, they, they ask questions. They, yeah. Exactly, right? And then the third of the big three, stop hoping for a miracle to happen and change things. Mm-hmm. Without some new intentionality in your life, you won't all of a sudden somehow magically produce mature disciples and children who grow up to love the Lord and live a healthy missional lifestyle. It's not going to just magically happen. Mm-hmm. Um, get the training you need. Invest in your life and in the lives of your children and your friends and your neighbors. And I just want to say... Um, if you're hearing this today and you think, man, I would love to know how to live this way and learn from Caesar and his family and how to make disciples and live, you know, in community, this lifestyle. Um, I'm going to tell you, I have a pretty rare opportunity. Okay. Can't Something's happening soon here. Um, uh, if folks want to go to our website, 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 122. That's for this, the show notes for this, right? Sure. Um, there'll be a link to something we call launch. And it's a unique, integrated lifestyle apprenticeship that takes place with just a small handful of folks every year. And it happens in my own home, combined with like weekly live video calls, and we're working on stuff together, and you get encouragement like crazy, and you get daily access to me, you know, emails, plus the weekly videos. Now, there's only like 30 spots total, and a bunch of those are gone. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And they're going to fill up fast. So if folks are interested, they definitely want to go and check that out right now you know, one, two, three, lifeschool.com forward slash episode one twenty two. But you know, people all the time are like, can I just come and live with you guys? Kind of. Yeah, yeah. But not a bunch of you, but a handful who want to learn this stuff. Yep. So check it out. And, um, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. I'll be there learning as well. I know, I'm stoked. You and Kathleen, it's going to be great. I'll be there. Uh, unfortunately, time is already up. Like this went really quick. Well, good thing there's part two and three coming, right? <laughs> Just got to wait a couple weeks, but they'll be there. Um, we want to thank you for joining us. Hopefully it was beneficial to you, helped you out uh, in your journey as you try to process through this together. Yeah, this is kind of the breaking down of paradigms and reinstalling new paradigms yeah. talk today. You know, the deconstruction. I know right. some people were like, tell me what to do. Like how many people at the table? What questions do I ask? It's like that stuff will come later. You yeah. know, we got to do a little heart re-engineering here with this episode. <laughs> Again, if you want the free download of this week's big three takeaways, Uh, 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 122. And we'll put that link to the cool launch apprenticeship thing in uh, with the big three. So it'll be included. Great. And remember, don't, you don't want to miss next episode 123 because we're going to tell you what we've learned. Okay. Like the rest of our story. Sure. Because it didn't end there. And then how to jumpstart or restart your own missional community or small group. We hope that you will join us for that. Um, 
If you're enjoying the content of this podcast, head over to iTunes. Do a couple things for us. If you would subscribe to the podcast, every Monday morning you'll wake up to a new one. Boom. You can rate the show. Lots of stars. Uh, and then if you write up a review, even if it's short, that would bless us. But also Apple looks at that and puts the podcast out in some new people that might need to hear this. And so uh, if you thank do that. You. Thank, yeah, thank you. you thank that. you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Again, episode 123 coming up next week on how to jumpstart or restart your missional community and small group. Uh, we thank you for joining us on this week's podcast. For more information, you can always visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast.